See among family and friends, and uh, we want you to, to know that and to certainly feel that way. Amen. And we're going to look into the word of the Lord this morning from the book of Psalms. I'm going to be reading from the 23rd Psalm. I do want to say, and I don't think they're in here right now, but our beginner junior Bible quizzers placed first in their tournament out of several teams. That is outstanding. Now, if you don't know what Bible quizzing is, these children actually commit to memory the, the verses of the Bible, the Word of God, and then they are quizzed on it to see if they've really memorized it. And they are quoting scriptures. I don't dare challenge them because they beat me all to pieces. Quoting scriptures and answering questions about the Bible. There's nothing that I would want more for our children to understand than the word of the Lord. Oh God, let them hide it in their heart. Let them hide it in their heart. Amen. We're so grateful for that. From Psalm 23, and we're going to begin reading from verse 1. You might have read this a time or two before, but, but if not, here it is. Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Oh, hallelujah. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And I want to preach to you on the subject, the paths of righteousness. The paths of righteousness. I wonder if we could all just go together to the Lord in prayer as we enter into this time of sharing his word. Lord, we love you and thank you for your goodness today. I thank you for every person that is here and for every person that is listening. I pray, God, that you would minister your word unto them, Lord, and to all of us as seed to good ground, Lord. I pray that you will clear out every care of this life that would seek to choke out what your word would speak into our hearing. I pray, Lord, that you would cause us to be ready in our hearts and in our minds to receive the word of the Lord and to obey it and to live according to it. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray for an anointing upon your messenger as I attempt to deliver your word today. We love you and give you praise. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. And amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. What a word. Righteousness. Righteousness. It is a powerful word in the scriptures. It means to be lawful and to be just. To be law-abiding. And to be one who is, who is truly kept and, and living their lives within the context of what is right. The word of the Lord has some amazing promises reserved for those who are righteous. Psalm 34 and verse 15, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. And his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. 
the righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Oh, hallelujah. <clears throat> Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. So we see what the word of the Lord says concerning the righteous. His ears are open unto their cry. His eyes are upon them. If you hate them, you will be desolate. This is what the word of the Lord says concerning the righteous. Psalm 92 and 12 says, The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. To show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Proverbs chapter 10 speaks again of the righteousness of God and the righteousness that a person can experience. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse number 3. Listen to this. The Lord will not suffer the soul of the righteous to famish. But he casteth away the substance of the wicked. So you may not have much in comparison to so many who are wicked. And, and there are many instances in the scriptures where people looked upon the wicked. And the Lord warned them, do not envy the wicked. But consider what, what they have coming versus what you have coming. Don't, don't covet their possessions. He said, he said, this is not good. In fact, the Bible said that the Lord will not suffer the soul of the righteous to famish. Reminds me of what David said when he said, I was young and now I am old. But one thing has been constant all through that period. I have never seen the righteous forsaken. I have never seen the righteous or his seed begging for bread. Now, now, folks, I've seen the righteous stumble, and I've seen the righteous suffer, and I've seen the righteous struggle, but I have never seen the righteous forsaken, and I've never seen his seed begging for bread. And, and, and this, is what, this is something that we need to understand. These are promises of God upon the righteous. We, we preach against unrighteousness, and we preach for righteousness. The Bible teaches against unrighteousness, but teaches for righteousness. There is a compelling to us to say, be righteous. In fact, the scripture says, be holy, for I am holy. The scripture, even one place, said, be ye perfect, as my Father which is in heaven is perfect. There is a call to righteousness. And there is a promise upon the righteous. Notice what Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 11 says. The mouth 
of a righteous man is a well of life. Verse number 16 says, The labor of the righteous tendeth to life, and the fruit of the wicked tendeth to sin. Verse 28, The hope of the righteous shall be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked shall perish. The way of the Lord is strength to the upright, but destruction shall be to the workers of iniquity. Verse number 30, the righteous shall never be removed, but the wicked shall not inhabit the earth. The righteous shall never be removed. It's important that we understand that there is a promise that is awaiting the righteous. That there is a blessing upon the life of the righteous. If you are here today, and you take a careful examination of yourself and, and, and come to the understanding that you do not fit the description of one who is righteous, then you need to call upon the name of the Lord God. Here's the fact. Righteousness belongs to God. I'm going to go even further and say that God is the only one who is righteous. Because the same Bible that tells me that the mouth of the righteous tendeth to life. The same Bible that tells me that the righteous are never forsaken. The same Bible that explains to me and to you that, 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 that there is this blessing and this promise and this provision and this power and this glory that, that can be upon the life of the righteous is the same Bible that says there is none righteous. No, not one. There's none righteous. You can look the world over and you can find who you will and you can, and you can examine their life only to learn that they, like you and like me, have fallen short of the glory of God. Let me tell you about the glory of God. I, I won't be able to preach it exhaustively because it is past finding out. His ways are above our ways. And His thoughts are above our thoughts. His doings are so superior to our doings. He is simply above all. Hallelujah. But His glory is great. And He is greatly to be praised. His glory is so powerful and so, so uh, omnipotent and omnipresent and omniscient and omnibenevolent. There is no way to fully comprehend the glory of the Lord. It is full of goodness. It is full of wisdom. It is full of power and of love. The Lord, He is righteous. But on this earth there is none righteous, no, not one. I want to remind somebody that none but the righteous shall see God. None but the righteous shall see God. But, but you and I fall so short of the righteousness that is required of God. Don't ever begin to think that that you can somehow manage to be righteous. 
that you can somehow cultivate a life so well lived that that life is in fact righteous. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible describes that the scribes and the Pharisees sought to be righteous. And the scribes and the Pharisees were intimately aware of the ins and the outs of the law of God. They could look at the law of God. Folks, they know every jot and every tittle, every dotting of the I and every crossing of the T, every colon and semicolon. They understand grammatically how the law of God is prescribed. And, and in fact, they kept it as frontlets before their eyes. And they wrapped it around their arms. It was written out and, and wrapped around their arms. And they can quote it and recite it. And Jesus comes along and says to them, has the audacity to say to them, search the scriptures. And they're like, search what scriptures? Because we've already searched those scriptures. We'll quote anybody. The only people who could outquote them is probably our Bible quizzers who won yesterday. And Jesus said, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. In other words, you believe that by keeping the law as it is prescribed in Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, that you can somehow manage to gain eternal life. But what you've misunderstood is that the scriptures are testifying of me. Because even if you keep the letter of the law, you will have missed the spirit of the law. See, there are a lot of people who can honestly say they have never killed anybody. But Jesus said that's the letter of the law. The spirit of the law is you don't hate anybody. And I, the Lord, who searched the heart of man could get down into the nooks and the crannies of your soul and get down into the cracks and the crevices of your spirit and examine your heart and I can find a hate somewhere in there. Hallelujah. He said the law says that you, should, you shall not commit adultery. He said, but, but that's the letter of the law. And some can honestly say they have never physically committed adultery. But he said the spirit of the law is this. You don't look upon a woman and lust after her. For you have committed adultery already in your heart. He's, in other words, he's saying you think by dotting the I's, crossing the T's, putting the commas where they go, capitalizing the beginning of the sentences that you have kept the law. That's not, that's not the only way to keep the law. There is a spirit of the law that must be kept and you are incapable of keeping the spirit of the law because of the corruptible nature of your body the corruptible nature of your mind the heart is deceitful desperately wicked above all things it is deceitful and and who can know it you can't control your heart you can't even control your thoughts you can't control your feelings you've got feelings running rampant every which direction you don't you don't know how to be righteous 
a rich young ruler walked up to him one day and said, Lord, I have kept the law from my youth until now. And Jesus said, oh, you have, have you? you you've done it all, right? Right. I've never killed and I've never stolen. I've never committed adultery and I've never bowed down to a graven image. I have kept all of the law. And Jesus said, so you've kept the letter. Let's see if you've kept the spirit. Because if you've kept the spirit, when my word enters you, you will humble down and surrender to my word. So, so here it is. Let's see if you've kept the spirit of the law. Sell all those possessions you have and give to the poor. The rich young ruler had walked away because as, as, as intricately as he was capable of keeping the letter of the law, he learned that he was incapable of keeping the spirit of the law. Can't be righteous. There is none righteous. Doesn't matter how good they preach. Doesn't matter how good they sing. Doesn't matter how, just doesn't matter how good of an example they've set. There is none righteous. No, not one. Only God is righteous. Only God is holy. Only God is perfect. And if you're disagreeing right now saying, well, he must not know me. Well, Holy Ghost, help us. Holy Ghost, help somebody in Jesus' name. There is a thing called self-righteousness. I said there is a thing called self-righteousness where somebody manages to achieve what they consider to be righteous and then they exalt themselves as being an example of righteousness. Let me tell you something. Self-righteousness is not a misguided form of righteousness. Self-righteousness is unrighteousness, plain and simple. Somebody might say, well, I'm not unrighteous. I might be a little self-righteous, but at least I'm not unrighteous. No, no, no. If you're not righteous, you're unrighteous. There's no self-righteousness that qualifies as some kind of a deviated form of righteousness that God will understand. No, no. Your righteousness and my righteousness are like filthy rags. The good that you and I try to do, it has no merit. It has no value in and of itself. The only thing that can sanctify us is the righteousness of Almighty God. This is why this scripture encourages me when it says the Lord is my shepherd. And because the Lord is my shepherd. Oh, I wish I could preach it. See, I'm going to have to preach it now. Because you know what? I could tell the way everybody was reading Psalm 23. How many just love Psalm 23? Y'all wanted to read the whole psalm. Y'all were mad at me when I stopped. Y'all were like, no, 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 keep reading. So here we go. We're going to keep reading. I'm going to start at the, at the last verse because this is what the last verse says. It said, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's how this thing is going to end up. If you will start with the Lord is my shepherd, this is where it ends up. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know what else you can expect if the Lord is your shepherd? This is what you can expect. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You know what else you can expect if the Lord is your shepherd? You can understand that he prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. He anointeth my head with oil. My cup runneth over. 
See, when the Lord is your shepherd, it doesn't matter where your enemies are situated in your life. They can have glistening spears. They can have blood dripping from their fangs. They can be looking on you ready to pounce. But if the Lord is your shepherd, you can sit right down in the big middle of your enemies. Tuck your napkin into your shirt. Get your fork and knife because he'll feed me. He's my shepherd. He will feed me wherever I am. Ah, hallelujah. Cancer's waiting to pounce. Financial crisis is waiting to pounce. Legal troubles are waiting to pounce. Your relationship problems are waiting to pounce. You hear what I'm telling you? But if the Lord is your shepherd, he prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. He anoints your head with oil and your cup begins to, hallelujah, run over. And then everybody's favorite. Oh, hallelujah. Yea, though I walk. Hallelujah, because you've been there. If you haven't been there on your own, some of you have been there yourself where you walked through the valley of the shadow of death and doctors told you things that were so terrifying and you could feel the shadow of death hovering over you waiting for the word to, to pounce and you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Sometimes you may not have walked there by yourself but you've walked there with family members and loved ones and you walked with them through that valley that turned to grief and when you should have lost your mind and when you should have thrown in the towel by all earthly standards and metrics instead you learn something that even in this valley thou art with me thy rod and thy staff they comfort me hallelujah there is value in having the Lord as your shepherd not just some preacher getting up here and waving his handkerchief and pounding a desk telling you you need to live right you need to live for God you need to live holy you need to serve him you need to come to church you need to pray you need to work no there's value in the Lord being your shepherd I'll tell you what he'll do he'll make you to lie down in green pastures I'll tell you what else he'll do. He'll lead you beside, hallelujah, still waters. Hallelujah. Don't you, I mean, that's where we go for vacation, folks. Still waters. Just want to go sit by some still waters and sip some lemonade and fall asleep and, and see if you get a bite. Start reeling it in. People just want to go sit by still waters. You know, with, with him as your shepherd, he leads you there. Hallelujah. And, and he restores your soul. Oh, hallelujah. You know, when your soul bursts open and all the contents come out and you're broken and you're shattered, he restores that invisible part of you 
that you nor I can understand. All you know is something's broken inside of me. All you know is something isn't working right inside of me. I don't know how to feel good anymore. I, I don't know how to feel victorious anymore. I'll tell you what's happened. Something's happened to your soul. So there's some kind of a fracture. There's some kind of a brokenness. But when the Lord is your shepherd, he restores your soul. And, and, and then this is what we're talking about today. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Do you know the hope that that gives me today? Because I've just read all these, these promises. My goodness, the righteous, there's life. There's eternal life. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. And the, his ears are open unto their cry. And then, and then there's goodness and there's grace and there's plenty and there's abundance and there's power and there's glory upon the righteous. And then I find out there is nobody righteous. And I'm like, well... <laughs> What are we reading all this other stuff for? But then I get to Psalm 23, and he tells me that there are paths that I can walk on. And I may not know where they go, but if I'll get on those paths and let the Lord be my shepherd, there is a way, oh hallelujah, that leads to righteousness. And there's no religion that can show it to you. And there's no politician that can show it to you. And there's no educational degree that can provide it for you. And there's no amount of money that can buy it for you. But if the Lord is my shepherd, he will lead me. Hallelujah. I'm not, listen, I'm not just blowing hot air when I tell you, trust him. Trust him. Trust him. You can put a blindfold on and trust him. His word is a lamp to my feet. Hallelujah. This is how I walk through life. This is how you need to walk through life. You don't, in fact, if you're not sure of the next step, just keep reading till you are sure. Keep praying till you are sure. Just keep, keep trusting. Keep worshiping. Be still. Stand still. No, know that he has got. Oh, no, I see it now. Now I know the direction I'm supposed to go. He's leading me this way. Sometimes he'll lead you up over a mountain. Sometimes he'll lead you down through a valley. But if you're on the path of righteousness, trust him. What path are you taking? I'm thinking about a man by the name of Abraham, who, who is, we describe as the father of the faithful. He understood faith. You know how he understood faith? Because God spoke to him and said, Leave thy father's house. Leave thy father's kindred. Come away from the traditions you know and are familiar with. Abraham was steeped as they, his family was steeped in idolatry. And God is saying, come away. Come out from among them and be you separate. And Abraham hears this voice of God that's calling to him, saying, I want you to leave what you're comfortable with. And I want you to leave what you're familiar with because I want to take you to a place you've never seen. I want to show you a land, hallelujah, that, that I will give to you as a promise. And Abraham is listening and then finally he's like, I'll do it. 
I do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to obey. I'm going to listen to God. I'm going to do what God said. And he gets on this road. He does no idea where this road is going. All he knows is that God said to get on this road. And he starts walking and, and trusting and living for God and serving God. And the Bible said, now folks, listen, you got to understand. He didn't have a website he could go to. And check this place out before he went there. He had to trust God. He didn't, he, didn't ha- he didn't get to check the Google reviews on this place. You know what I'm saying? He didn't get to see how, what kind of a star rating this place had. He just had to trust God. God gave him the star rating when he said, look up at the stars in the sky, and, 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 and I'll give you seed like the stars in the sky. And he said, that's good enough for me. It's got a quadrillion star rating. So I'm going to go with God. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to walk where God leads me. And, and he didn't know what he was doing. He didn't know where he was going. He was dependent on the word. And I'm going to tell you something. Folks are too dependent on things outside the word of God. You become reliant on your culture. You become reliant on pop culture. You become reliant on the world and the systems of the world. But God is calling you back to a plain path and a, a simple walk with him. Well, you take one step at a time. And you lean on him and you trust him. And something miraculous happened while Abraham was walking. Something miraculous happened. The Bible says, while Abraham was trusting God, God counted it unto him as righteousness. Abraham, you can't get to righteousness. You have no idea how to be righteous. Righteousness is so far from you in your best intentions. If you went to church for the rest of your life and tried to keep yourself from everything in the world, you still would not be able to attain unto God's righteousness. And so I'm going to lead you in a path. And if you'll follow this path, along this path, you are going to walk into the righteousness you can't obtain on your own. Abraham's just obeying and trusting and living and learning and loving and abiding and relying and depending on God and all of a sudden he's righteous God who is righteous counted it unto him for righteousness this is the beautiful thing about the paths of righteousness God knows where they lead you may not know where they lead but God knows where they lead This is why you should not get frustrated with the path you're on right now if the Lord is your shepherd. Now hear what I'm telling you. If the Lord is not your shepherd, you need to get on a different path. You need to to go look at the screen in the airport and find out which plane is going to righteousness. That's what they asked in Acts chapter 2. They said, men and brethren, what shall we do? They didn't know how unrighteous they were. What shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent. He was teaching them the path to righteousness. You can't get to righteousness if you stay in your sin. You can't get to righteousness if you stay in that abomination. So the first thing you need to do is you need to repent. And the next place you need to go is to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins 
and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Get on the right path. Listen to what Psalm 1 said. Psalm 1 said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. But the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners, hear this, in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. See, if you're on the path of righteousness, God knows where you are and where you're going. And he's leading you. Leading you. Come on, keep following. Keep walking. But I'm kind of scared of this particular valley. Don't be afraid. I am with you. My rod and my staff will comfort you. You got to go through this to get to righteousness. Come on. Come on. You're fine. You're fine. I'm with you. I know it's dark. I know it's scary. But you got to come to righteousness. Now, here's what's beautiful about Psalm 1-5. He talked about the congregation of the righteous. That means that there is a congregation where a lot of people hallelujah who couldn't get there on their own have made their way through the path of righteousness and the bible said we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses hallelujah let us lay aside every weight and the sin which just so easily beset us let us run Hey, if you think I'm just going to walk down this path, once I realize I'm on the right path, the more I learn about God, I'm going to go from walking to running. See, I started out like this. But the more I grew in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and I began to realize he's with me. He's with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. I'm not afraid anymore. I said, I'm not afraid anymore. I'm going to run through a troop, leap over a wall. My Bible says I'm not just going to run. My Bible said I'll walk and not faint. I'll run and not be weary. And I'll mount up with wings like an eagle. And I'll fly. I said I will fly. Don't you forget it. I'm going to fly away. This is my path. Don't get distracted by others calling you off the path of righteousness. There are going to be a lot of crossroads you come to on the path of righteousness. A lot of tourist traps. A lot of signs leading you other directions. But you stay on that plain path. And I know, listen, it gets real narrow. The Bible calls it a narrow way. See, we don't like narrow ways in modern Christianity. 
We resist those. We like the big broadways, don't we? We can look over and see folks we know on them. Yep, they're here. Good. I needed to. All right, I'm all right. But he said there's a narrow way. And folks, I'm going to tell you, that's, that thing is so narrow, I've had to get down on my knees and crawl through it. I thought I was playing limbo or something. I mean, I'm just like trying to get under this thing. It's narrow. Sometimes you're up against the wall and you're on your tiptoes. Sometimes you just have to wait. Hallelujah. Sometimes you got to fast a little bit. I mean, it's narrow. There's some places on this path, they're narrow. But keep on walking. Keep on walking. Hallelujah. What does the Lord require of thee but to love mercy and do justly and walk, walk, walk humbly with thy God. Hallelujah. God knows where you are. Years ago, my brother and I, we were both teenage preachers. He was 19, I was 16, and we were teenage preachers. And our local newspaper got word of it. And they called us and said they wanted, to, they wanted to do a story on us. We said, well, that would be cool. They said, do you have any place you're preaching? We said, we got, we, we got a place up in Warsaw, Indiana that we're preaching. And we, they said, okay, well, well, we'll come with you. It's an hour away from Kokomo. We'll come with you. We'll follow you up there. We said, all right, that would be great. And this is long before GPS, Google Maps. You know, this is back when we held the lantern up and just kind of <laughs> made our way through. There was, that, there, was that, there was that prerequisite phone call. You know, the phone call that you had to make before you went somewhere you didn't know where you were going that said, did you call and get directions? Anybody remember those days? And you had to do it from your landline because once you get on the road, you, you're kind of stuck till you get there. So did you call and get directions? So we called and got directions. They told us it was on Harrison Street, and you turn this way and that way and turn this way, and then there's a big oak tree hanging over, and, and then you turn left there and you turn right, and then you come to a four-way stop. Do not turn right there. Keep going. And then come, there's a dog barking on this corner, and you turn left where that dog barking. It got confusing real fast. And I'm not the best at directions anyway. So we get into downtown Warsaw. We literally, we have a Kokomo Tribune reporter following us through this church. And it's on Harrison Street. And we are trying to get there. And, uh, and we have no clue where we are. We're lost. We turned where they said not to turn. And the dog wasn't barking. And so the whole thing got all turned up, turned upside down. So we get, we're driving through the streets of Warsaw, Indiana. And, and my, my brother was driving, and he said, man, I don't know where we are. What are we going to do? We're getting lost, and the reporter's probably going to go back home. And I said, well, let's, let's just keep on, keep on looking. You've got to understand something about me, too. I, for years as a kid, was very, very engaged in presidential trivia. I was a little nerdy, and I liked presidential trivia a lot. I knew all about it. I literally had flashcards where I looked at the presidents and they had all their information on the back. And I studied all the information on all the presidents. I knew which number they were. And one of my favorite things to do was to count the presidents forward and backward. So we're, walk, we're driving through Warsaw, Indiana, and, and Nathan said, do you see that street sign? I said, yeah, it's Taft Road. He said, well, we're looking for Harrison Street. And I thought, well, that's ironic. Taft. 
Harrison, <laughs> two presidents. And we come to the next road, and it's Roosevelt Avenue. And I looked at Nathan, I said, I have a word of knowledge. I said, if the next street is McKinley, we're only three streets away. <laughs> he, said, he said, yeah, right, whatever. We come to McKinley Road. I didn't say anything. I just, uh, well, you know, the Lord speaks to me and gives me direction. I thought the only use that trivia would come to is if I was on who wants to be a millionaire. And the final question was, which president, you fill in the blanks. But no, it came in handy that night. It came in handy. And it taught me something. There is, there is a strategy to the city planning. Somebody put some thought into which roads should go where. Somebody knows the way that we are taking. We're on the right path. We might feel like we're not on the right path, but we're on the right path. You've got to, oh, you've got to trust the directions you've been giving. You've got to trust the directions you've been giving. He gave you the directions. He said, repent and be baptized and receive the Holy Ghost. He said, accept a and be born of the water and the spirit. He said, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. He said, pray, pray always, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. He said it. He said, hide my word in your heart. He said, those are the directions. And if you'll trust the directions, you'll get to righteousness. You'll get there. We call it this. We say, I've got a long way to go just to be like my Lord. Because righteousness is not something you can attain unto on your own or I can attain unto on my own. But the Bible says, Christ is made unto us wisdom, redemption, sanctification, and righteousness. Hallelujah. Lord, I want to be righteous. And I can't get there on my own. I want to walk with you and talk with you. I want to live with you forever. I want the blessing of the Lord upon my life and upon my family and upon my marriage and upon my home and my ministry and everything of God. I, I want eternal life. And I can't get there on my own. I wonder if somebody will reach out to the only one who can make you righteous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, reach out to him right now. I need somebody who's on this path and you're not sure where you are right now. And you don't know if you are where you need to be. I want you to just lift up your hands unto the Lord and say, Lord, let your word be a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I need you to show me if I'm on the right track. If I need to make an adjustment, I'll make an adjustment. Am I one street over? I'll make the extra step. Lord, show me, lead me, guide me. Oh, he's in this house. He's in this place. He's in this place. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. Come on, all across this house, I want you to lift up a praise unto the Lord in this place. Hallelujah. 
Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Hallelujah. I want everybody who has had unrighteousness in their life, I want you to stand. Everybody ought to stand. I'm already standing. I knew the question was coming. That's why I'm up here standing. We've had unrighteousness. I want somebody right now just to be open and honest with God. And I want you to lift your voice, lift your heart, lift your hands to Him and say, Lord, my only hope is to be on your path, to be walking with you. Lord, I pray that you will divert, divert my direction. You know, some of you are on 275 right now, just going in circles. You don't know where you are. You thought you were in Ohio. You open up your eyes, you're in Kentucky. Next thing you know, you're in Indiana. Then all of a sudden, you're in Ohio again. Where in the world are we? You're just going in circles. I've got good news for you. There are exit ramps. There are exit ramps that can take you where you need to go. You just, just keep going 275. Just stay on it till you come to I-71 South. Take I-71 South. Take down the Ronald Reagan Highway. You can either go to Montgomery Road or Kenwood Road. Whichever way you go, you're going to end up coming to Cooper Road. Make a right if you're on Kenwood. Make a left if you're on Montgomery. And you're going to see a little sign that says Tree of Life Church. That's where you need to go. And, and, and it's, not anything, it's, not anything, it's not anything special about the building or the parking lot or anything like that. It's, it's what's being preached inside this place. It's, what, it's what's being exalted in this place. There's no flesh glorying in His presence. There's only one who is high. There's only one who is holy. There's only one who's exalted and lifted up. His name is Jesus. He's worthy to be praised. And He will take every burden off of your shoulders. And He will lead you in a plain path of righteousness. Stay with you all of the way until you step up onto a highway called holiness. I feel his presence in this house. And I want somebody to know that part of the path of righteousness he's got you on includes that aisle that is closest to you. I wonder if somebody could come to the front right now and just say, God, I need you. I really do need you. I really do need you, Jesus. I've tried it by myself and it didn't work. I've tried to be holy. I can't be holy by myself. I, I've tried to be righteous. I can't be righteous. God, I, I've done everything that I know to do. And it, doesn't, and it doesn't have the power that I need. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's it. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Can we just be real this morning? 
Can we just be real? We all know none of us are perfect. We all know we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Can we just be real right now and just say, God, I really do need you. That's it. That's it. Just come pour your heart out to him right now in the name of Jesus. He knows where you are. The Lord knoweth the way of the righteous. The Lord knoweth the way of those who are seeking him. Oh, God. Oh, God. Come on, that's it. When you come down, just begin to cry out unto the Lord. Just begin to cry out unto the Lord. Lift your voice and cry out unto God. Be honest with him and tell him, I don't know. I don't know which way to go. Only you, Jesus. Only you. Oh 